1: This is a crowd podcast. What's going Bert? What's occurring? How's life, mate? Not bad, it's not bad. Just uh, a bit sore back and glutes to be honest after a 57 minute TT two days ago, but, um, yeah, up in Isla now, but yeah, it was, um, it was a long old time on TT bike that, mate. Yeah. That's a fair old slog that when I seen how long it was, it was,
0: uh, yeah. Didn't envy you there, but we're going to, um, yeah, we're going to conquer this TT first, aren't we? And then we're going to move on to the road race and then we're going to discuss upcoming events. So, uh. Yeah, mate, fire away. TT, obviously Remco won. Uh, Pipo, second,
1: Josh, third, and you were 10th, is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's 48k, um, pretty flat the first half of the race. It's like where you could literally just put your head down and just see the white line on the side of the road and the white line in the middle of the road and just sort of gauge where you're going there. And you could kind of basically have your head down for, I'd say 90% if not more really, of the first half an hour of the race, which is mad really. Um, Reminds me a bit of the Giro prologue, or not prologue, it was a TT, but that was similar in that it was just dead straight, a couple of corners, but pretty much straight, get a super arrow and just whack it basically. And um, After that, it got a bit more interesting. The recon, I got to say, was pretty dull up to that point. Just straight roads, as I say, a couple of corners. That's it, and then, yeah, got a bit up and down, a um, few more corners, and then finished up a real tough little cobbled uh, climb for about I don't know seven six hundred meters or something. So a solid end to it. Um, but yeah, it was obviously Remco smashed it. I had a world the other day, um, as you say, Pipo second, Unit Josh third even bigger unit. He's bigger than people, you know, which is mad, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I think Van art was maybe fifth. I remember who was fourth. Um, and then, yeah, like you look at the top 10 apart from Remco, I think everyone else is probably over 70 kilos quite comfortably. It was one of those sort of courses. Um, but yeah, for me, oh, <laughs> to be honest, I cracked a bit when Remco caught me so early. Um, this Dario went through the first time check after 12 K. He said people's fastest you're 30 seconds behind. And I was thinking, oh, it's not too bad. You know, I was started a bit conservatively, tried to save a bit for the final for the second half, cause it was a harder bit. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh yeah, it's not too bad. I've kind of like, you know, still pushing, but say that those five Watts for the end type thing. Um, so yeah, then we're coming up to this turn um this like double left and you kinda of go back on yourself. And Dario's like, oh Remco's about twenty seconds behind you. So I'm thinking, What do you mean? Like he's about to catch me or like I'm 20 seconds up on him, like as in, you know, going quicker. And I do this turn and I look across and I was like, oh bollocks. And it's Remco like
0: <laughs>
1: he's 20 seconds behind me. And I was like, oh and it to be honest, it cracked me there there and then for about 10 minutes, like obviously waiting for him to catch me at first. Then he passes me and then I'm just like, oh my, cause you know, let's be honest. I went there to try and like win or podium, you know, didn't go there for a top 10. Yeah. Right. So when he passes me, I'm like, oh, bloody hell, this is not good. Um, and I was retiring in my head there and then, you know, I was just going to get off and just go back to Cardiff and just get on the piss for the next 10 years. But uh, no, so it that, was, that wasn't that was ideal. But I managed to sort of like hold it together somewhat and, you know, pushed on a bit, got to the end. And yeah, as I say, 10th. But, you know, it was disappointing, not going to lie. But then, um, what's his face? My coach, Connor, he downloaded my Garmin afterwards. And up to that point... You know, we have this like uh, strategy of how you race, like how many watts. They break up the course into like, yeah, like the thing for me was nine sections. Remco caught me the start of the fifth maybe. But up until that point, I just, I'd nailed like what I was supposed to be doing, you know, so yeah, it wasn't like I was on a real bad day, but he was just flying. And I guess the strategy of just holding a little bit back and just having Remco behind me, was probably the worst place to be, you know, starting fourth from last. He was third from last. Um, so, you know, if he hadn't had caught me and I'd just carried on and like being in my own world and my own zone and sort of done what I needed to do, I would have definitely gone a lot quicker because, yeah, I wouldn't have cracked a bit, but I definitely wouldn't have been on the podium. Um, so chapeau to them lot. But yeah, maybe a top five or whatever. But it's just like... To be fair, mate, like I'm looking at the results now. So we
0: said the podium... McNulty Magnol- fourth, Van Oliviera, Oliveira, Dennis, Cataneo, Bjerg and then yourself. From yourself in tenth up to fourth, so you finished two minutes down but you are about 30 seconds off fourth so like fourth to tenth was really compact, it's just them three were yeah. another level
1: so yeah, you were yeah 30 seconds faster you'd have been fourth. Yeah, yeah and, and, and trying to look at the positives a bit I guess he caught me halfway through the race basically. So at least I lost 120 in the first half and then 40 seconds a second. So that's kind of a positive. <laughs> in that I didn't lose as much at the end, but yeah, it was just um it, it like you say, even 10 seconds I think I would have been like 6th maybe. So it just it just changes how you look at it quite considerably when you think 10th or 6th, but um yeah, it was just one of those days. Like I think the course definitely wasn't ideal for me, especially, you know, looking for the Vuelta now and you know, being on the diet a bit as well. And so but no excuses. Just didn't have it that day. And 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 you know, Remco had a world the other day. Like to be fair, that's that's some right that. Um, but also Josh, you know, he's well, super talented, isn't he? But as we've said before, he's proper packing he is a big unit of a bloke, and I asked him like what he was going to average for the for the race roughly. He said, "Oh, around four fifty-five is was the plan." I was like, "Jesus!" Like, I think what's like for my ten minute powers maybe four seventy, my best. It was not far off, and this was for like yeah. nearly an hour. So I was like, the difference between me and him, like pure power wise, is massive. So what's I've heard, uh, do you know what people
0: average? I've heard something. I struggle to believe it's true. No, do you, I don't you, know. Do you know? No.
1: Apparently, mate, 490. I don't believe that. I don't think. Because in the Giro, he, Four- he did, I think, 20 minutes, like just over 500. So to do an hour at 490, that seems a bit off. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, 50,
0: 55 minutes at 490. Yeah, is the room I imagine that. we'll have to double check yeah
1: what did you average let's let come on tell the people I don't actually know what average mate as I said uh Connor was <laughs> Connor gave me the feedback on it like to be honest I haven't been too maybe I should look at it a bit more but um I've kind of got what I've got he's from keeping it. his cards close to his chest
0: people he's keeping his cards <laughs> close to his chest
1: yeah it's all part of the long game it's just a big bluff this. I'm actually flying. I could have won that, but yeah, you know, give the little bastard a bit of something. To
0: be fair, yeah, give the yeah the, the three big two big bastards and Remco. Do you know what? That's even more impressive from Remco in a way is that if that that if you look, think of a course that would suit him, it would include or certainly incorporate some kind of climb, wouldn't it? Um, but like you say, it was a pure like strong man's kind of. Yeah, you know,
1: dual carriageway 10-mile time trial type thing. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think a real flat straight line course really suits him as well because he can get so aero and he's got good watts to sort of back that up. Like, as I said, that Giro TT, the first one, he did like a, for like a 10-mile TT back home, he did about 16 minutes flat. He was absolutely flying. It's frightening. Like, it's unreal. And like people, as I said, did over 500 Watts and he still smoked him by 20 odd seconds, wasn't it? So I think, um, if it was more technical, but that flat and twisty then and, and you can't really get in the super aero position, as I said, you know, you didn't have to look where you're going for 90% of the race. Like it was nuts really. So I think if you have to come out of that super aero tuck, it would be in other people's favor slightly more, but mate, it, He's just, he was up, he was flying and he's, it's Remco in it. He's, he's a class act and and on one given day, he can properly, absolutely fly. So yeah, chapeau to him. Credit where it's due really then, isn't it? Happy days. Um, Right. We'll take, we'll take a short break before we, before uh, we go on. Hit me brother. Quick shout out to Ben Wiggins who was, uh, second in the junior race. It was the same day as me, so. Um, I rode a few times with him. It's obviously Bradley Wiggins, son, which is really weird. The fact that I was riding around with him, even though he was a junior, but next year he's, or in two years time, he's going to probably be pro, but it's kind of weird riding with Brad's son, you know, because I remember the day I first met him when he'd literally been born a couple of months before it was in Otley crit. We all went there on the Academy in 2005 to do a the Otley crit with Cav. I think Cav might've won it actually. And, um, yeah, Brad was there with his newborn baby, and that was Ben Wiggin. So, without sounding like an old granddad, yeah, it was weird seeing him like as a proper, like, um, well, big, strong unit of a boy and uh, coming second in the junior world. So, chapeau to him. Mate, he was there when I was
0: there as well, because for the road race. Yeah. And it is kind of surreal. I didn't see him, like you said, as a newborn, but I remember seeing him at a race once, and he was. You know, like our boys now, you know, like a little yeah. little kid. But he's a proper unit, isn't he? He looks like like you wouldn't want to fight him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's strong. He's he's a big strong boy, like <laughs> won European points race or something last year, so yeah, he's he's got some power, he has, hasn't he? So it's yeah, fair play to him. One to watch. One to watch, but yeah. Do you know
0: what though? It must be it must be hard. I often we had this conversation. It must be hard being you know, like when your dad's been a superstar
1: king of the sport. Yeah. It must be hard having that surname, eh? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, just having your dad as Bradley Wiggins, you know, wherever he goes, he's going to get stopped. And
0: yeah, and it's just like all eyes are on him. Like imagine like Axel Merckx, for example, when he turned pro, like he was a great rider actually. Like he won some races, but. As soon as you carry that surname, there's so much expectation, eyes yeah. and expectation on you, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so at least I've made, at least I've made life easy for my two. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll be fine. All oh, right, they'll, okay, they'll do it, right. Dad. Like yeah. If they, if they finish a race, they'll be bloody hell. He's better than his old man. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's take a small break and uh, start to dissect this road race then. Oh, still my
1: strength, and strength and oh, yeah, But that was this road race then, it looked, I'm not going to lie, I only saw the last lap when Van der Poel was just, well, smashing it, crashed himself, but kept going, pulled off his boa or whatever, And but it looked, well, I saw it in bits, you know, I kind of flicked on GCN, saw a bit, you know, went off doing my thing and come back, saw another 10 minutes, but... It just a brutal that race like we all knew going into it didn't we with all the corners and everything it was just like a a, a mess, basically but oh, that, like when they hit the circuit didn't the danes like take it on smash it for a lap and that just blew the race to pieces or am i right in thinking that
0: you're spot on mate um it's kind of as expected really uh is of course so you've obviously written it uh commies it was even more technical um i think yeah. it was i don't know 40-something bends per lap and a lap was 14K. So, yeah, we did 100... uh, What was it? 130K to the circuit and then 140K on the circuit, 10 laps. Um, So, yeah, kind of started off and the one thing we wanted, GB, was a guy in the breakaway. Uh, They were quite hesitant at first, but then the way I kind of put it is I compared it to like Flanders. I said... It's if we get someone in the break, then probably if they can arrive on the circuit with even two, three minutes, they'll go far because it's so hard to chase. So we, we put a few guys in the early break, uh, was quite focused on that. Uh, and dual got in. So that was, that was great. And he went on to be our best finisher, 18th. Um, and then we like cruising along until the race got stopped because three knob glued themselves to the road. So that was interesting, but. I must be mad because that was like an hour, no? It stopped for like an hour. Yeah, I think around 40 minutes. But it, we also Four. didn't know how long it was going to be. We stopped and we're like, you know, we're going to go in 30 seconds. And then they were like, oh, it's going to be 10 minutes, another 10 minutes. But, mate, there was some so – so it was like it wasn't a crucial point. You had to be in the front front, but everyone knew like top 30, top 40 because we were just about to start descent into the, the climb. So anyway, like every, oh, mate, it was such a funny 40 minutes. So when we first stopped, people were like edging forward and going on the grass and then, you know, 10 (laughs) minutes passed and we all just kind of settled down. And, uh, oh, mate, it was so funny. And then Soren Craig Anderson, like, gets his bike after like half an hour now and fully goes up the grass verge to get to the front and the whole peloton were like, Ooh, boo, and like shouting stuff but like you know joking but also like knobhead. um anyway that was that whatever good good luck to him and then two minutes later uh a ugandan rider does the same and everyone again like half joking Woo, and then he but he had a, he had his um someone from the car with him like uh ds or something and he said, no, no, guys, guys, I just want a photo with Wout. And he he comes up <laughs> with his uh with his with his dude and he says, Wout was like brilliant with it. Uh Wout ran out, obviously. He went next to Wout and had a picture, and he was like, Oh, thank you guys. And then everyone started clapping, you know, just because it was a nice moment. And uh <clears throat> Yeah, so everyone gave Soren a a big boo and then everyone was like cheering for this Ugandan just cause, I think it was Uganda or Rwanda no sorry <clears throat> a guy from Rwanda so he had his picture with uh, with Wout and then his his DS had a photo with Wout anyway the race rolled on Um and we actually
1: passed What was that when it started did it it must have been coffee legs like, to the max without the coffee
0: 100% yeah you nailed it it was like it was hell we were uh, because at that point the break was seven minutes and all the teams were talking and you could tell they wanted that gap brought down. So we just went full down this descent, quite hard up the climb. And then it was just a shit fight going into the circuit. Uh, I had to look after Big Ben, got in the circuit in the front. And then, like you say, the Danes just whacked it and it was as expected. Like every few K, 10 guys at the back, 10 guys at the back, like, uh, yeah slowly but surely whittled down. But we lost, so we went into the race with Big Ben, Turner, Fred Wright and Connor as the leaders. And we lost Big Ben really early. So I was a bit like, oh, what, you know, what do I do now? And it, it turned out, I mean, he had like a really subpar performance getting dropped where he did. And the next morning he tested positive for COVID. So um, that kind of made sense. So that was what what screwed him. Uh, and then Fred blew his doors and then basically five laps to go halfway me and Connor got dropped together and uh, yeah just there was 40, 50 guys better than us stronger than us and rode off into the sunset and the rest is history really um, mm. but it was
1: when did they catch door?
0: oof the break I'm going to
1: say three laps to go maybe two and a half something like that hmm so, yeah, so we would have had a nice little. Well, it's not easy, but by any stretch, but you know, just being in a break of whatever eight, seven guys, it would have been set. He would have had such a, a nicer experience than everyone else, wouldn't he? Oh, mate, big time! And that's what we. That's what I really tried to say. Like,
0: put a lot of emphasis on it. If if you go in there, it was actually perfect. There was nine guys, and they were just doing like. You know, chopping off where behind, you can imagine it was just a shit fight, absolute gong show. Yeah, uh, it was one line most of the time. As soon as there was a bend or a small straight, it would bubble up, big dive bomb, just messy, you know. Um, so oh, I can imagine, mate. Oh, I, I pulled the pin with four to go. Um, Connor battled round, finished 26th, dual 18th. So, for the GB point of view, I guess not a result to write home about, but. I think what you also got to remember is we went into the race without like a big leader, like all yeah. the guys at the front, like it was a cyclocross slash criterium type. I was about to say,
1: yeah, it so all over it now.
0: Exactly mate, yeah. So I think it would have been brilliant for him. Um, obviously he's gone on and done, become world champion on the mountain bike. So, you know, it all worked out well for him in the end, but I think that road race would have been really, Perfect mm. for him. You know, it started to rain as well. Technical marble flooring and bloody yeah. drain covers everywhere. But uh, so yeah, that was the, that was the crazy road race, mm. mate.
1: So getting into the final, obviously I saw a bit of it and um, yeah, Mads Pedersen was going well, eh? Like obviously the four in front were all good, but Mads was just able to, he was glued to Van A or um, Poggy whenever they attacked which I, to be fair, I didn't really expect. Like, I thought he'd be good, but when those two really go, you kind of, I was expecting him to get gapped, but fair play to him, that was some ride, but obviously the ride of the race was obviously Van Der Poel, like, just blew Van out off the wheel, didn't he? And, you know, if you like, if you could Google, like, power and bicycle together, it would just be a, a video 10-second clip or a montage of Van Der Poel, wouldn't it? Just insane, like, it just... You look at it and you're just like, that is pure power. That's just like violent, pure power, like raw for, yeah, (laughs) it's unreal really. Like, yeah, and fair play to him. Like he just,
0: yeah, smashed it, didn't he? Yeah, mate, exactly. He was, he was incredible. I think it got to that point where it whittled down, whittled down and it was quite a select group and it was simply a case of man oh man. And it was quite, uh, you know, despite, you know people like I actually didn't mind the circuit it is what it is I think we every year the world has got to be a bit different the course has got to suit different riders each year and it was different worlds but in the end it did come down to man oh man and and the strongest guy won he was he was another level on the day so um, and all the strong guys
1: were kind of there weren't they exactly mate yeah and I I think
0: you say Vanderpool ride of the day I'd agree with that and uh, behind that the next ride of the day was uh a certain Matthew Dinham who finished seventh representing yeah. Australia from the breakaway uh, and he's Neo Pro rides for DSM like that was a
1: uh,
0: huge ride huge ride so yeah. uh, shout out to Mr. Dinham as well that was pretty epic
1: and there was I'm looking now 51 finishes mm. so yeah. yeah fair play even Poggy like somebody told me he nearly fainted like in the press conference or something and you could see in the TT, like he was over three minutes down. Like he was obviously he had a lot of time to recover, but still, if anyone can recover, it's him. But he's I, well, it's not just from that; it's kind of the whole year he's had, you know. And hopefully, he takes a good break now and, and chills a bit and come, you know, he'll be super strong next year. But um, you could just—he just looked tired, didn't he? Like you know, in that in a TT like that as well, there's yeah. no place to hide, and you could just tell he's he's done now and he cooked well I'll say that he's going to come back and probably win like some races in Quebec Montreal or whatever but yeah um, it's not every day you see Poggy like that basically is it
0: do you know what in a way as well it's quite refreshing to see the best yeah 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 guy like probably the best rider in the world you know he's he's winning early season he's winning Flanders he's racing like a madman at the tour it's almost a bit refreshing to see these these freaks these supermen of the sport that we talk about actually like cracking a bit and that's not yeah it's not against him it's just in general it kind of shows a bit of a human side to them that we don't often see
1: so yeah it's quite nice in a way yeah so so Jonas take note and just show us all your humour mate and just crack in the water is it yeah please he will mate he will he will (laughs) We'll, we'll crack him but well on that note mate should we have a quick short break let's do it
0: Well, hello, everyone. I just want to tell you about Just Ride, a brand new cycling podcast from Red Bull. My name's Rob Warner. And I'm Elliot Jackson. You might know us from Downhill Mountain Biking, but our new podcast is all about cycling. Full stop. So whether you're a mountain biker, roadie, BMX, a trackie, graveler, bike packer, or even if you just flipping love commuting on your awesome city bike or one of those folding things, this pod is for you.
1: We'll be bringing you crazy stories, big name guests, and we hope to take you out and about to some major events across the biking world too.
0: So come and join the fun on Just Ride from Red Bull.
1: Still
0: my strength
1: and cheer, strength and yeah, so mate, um, I'm in Isla. As I said, I heard Depluskis um, here as well, and he told me Remco said he was going straight up to Andorra because they asked him now he's going to celebrate. He was like, "Oh no, on to the next one, going to Andorra, blah blah blah." Um, I hope he does celebrate a bit though mate because um, it's easy to you know someone like him who wins a lot and like oh I'll go to the next one and you got to enjoy these moments like there's well he's already had a big injury haven't he and been laid off for a while but he come back pretty quick anyway but I think young guys can take it a bit for granted sometimes as well you know like even Poggy in a way like back in you know Smash 2 tours and Evan's talking about 6 and now he hasn't won the last 2 and I hope guys just really do enjoy it and realise what they're doing because um, it is special but anyway, little bastard aside, I'm here up in Isla and uh, just got a little altitude camp, saw so Max are here which is nice, um, it's been a hell of a lot of time away doing grand, two grand tours and altitude and this and that so nice to have them here but um, yeah, it's all good, had a little thunderstorm just now but that's cleared up nicely and uh, just getting it done mate, only a couple of weeks now to the Walter in it so one more week of training, kind of there then, aren't we? Yeah, that's it, mate. We leave. Uh, what was it week Tuesday? Tuesday, because there's a TTT, which is a bit annoying, isn't it? It's May... more it's a month away, isn't it? But I fucking hate TTTs.
0: I cannot wait for stage <laughs> two of the Vuelta uh, and just be like, boom, normal bike for three weeks. Uh, Stage two solid though as well, mate. Like I was fine. looking at it the that's other fine. Day. Every, could,
1: every day I, there's something like, it's mad. That's
0: fine. I can, miss those a pill, I can get dropped. I can suffer. That's fine. Because I'm on a normal bike with normal handlebars, a normal position, no weird tri-bars
1: and off I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially TTT. <laughs> it is a funny event because it's kind of like, there's always a, a spread of abilities really, isn't it? On a TT bike, you got some proper specialists like people or whoever in the team or like you know in Jayco for instance someone like Derby Ridge or yeah you know what I mean in every team there's someone good and then there's a few guys that are just dreading it and um, I'm so happy that I'm one of the guys that's more of the engine of the team you know and can actually you know relish it in a way look for I love a TTT it's great uh, do you know what like, it's yeah t- to be honest like my mentality
0: now it is what it is like I've I've ridden the TT bike a little bit actually, and normally I'd never ever ride it. I'm on it again tomorrow. Uh doing efforts and all this jazz to do as good as I can, but at the same time I know I know my fate. Let's put it that way. So but yeah, we should have a good team. So hopefully kick it off with a bang. You know, whether we can compete for the win or not, hopefully we'll be there or thereabouts, won't we? But then uh yeah, there's twenty days to deal with.
1: Yeah, exactly. But mate, we don't want to say too much, because we're gonna spoil our uh of Walter preview pod if we do one won't we so but um, yeah it's good to have good, good luck good on have TT Cam, bike mate be good to have Cam there as well wouldn't it
0: yeah I think Cam. it'd be a good addition worth
1: <laughs> yeah 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 and I've Michael teams
0: like- and Michael you know first grand tour for him so quite a big deal I guess yeah young and old there each yeah. end of the spectrum in it yeah, and then we'll have Alia for the sprints. So, mm. no, it's quite be quite a diverse team without giving anything away. Yeah,
1: just going for stages and no GC man or anything, so. <laughs> oh, It'd be mate. nice, just a big big lap of uh, all-inclusive all day around Spain again, mate.
0: So what are we saying? What's the approach? All in for the win, fuck it.
1: Uh, I guess so, aren't we? But... yeah. We'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge on a few days before the Valter really but let's get this week done first, isn't it? one more week of trying not to eat too much and you know being disciplined and then we can crack on. All I'm hoping for and all I ask,
0: no pressure but can you just try and get in the red jersey for one stage like and at any point because I think if I'm there with my influence we can just fully make you Red like a tomato. Mate, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure the mechanics <laughs> put red bar well, tape on. Shorts. Get all of your shoes sponsor now. Get some red shoes lined up just in case.
1: And we're going full <laughs> red thing, tomato. Just win that TTT on one of us. Whoever it is across the line first will be, uh, yeah. Full red tomato quality.
0: I might just, uh I might just do a lawless in the TTT. I've, have I told you the lawless diff- copy yeah. Bartley story? <laughs> just sit on and sprint to the line take the jersey it it was a belter so team time trial for those who don't know A to B 7 riders 6 riders or in in the Vuelta it'll be 8 riders A to B as fast as you can go so in the Vuelta it's what 18k is it? something like that time taken on the 5th guy maybe so yeah and you have to say you start with 8 time's taken on the 5th man so you might do it's all about collective team performance, giving everything you can for the team, who crosses the line first, doesn't matter. It's just about how fast your team can go for me to be. So a few years back, we did a TTT in Coppy Bartley. And uh, I don't know, say it was 15K, it was quite some years ago. And uh, after 2K, Lawless starts sitting on, like, all right, okay, 3K, 4K, 5K, and you just kind of forget about him. And I'm thinking, right, Lawless has dropped. 13K, 14K, 14 and a half K, bam, he comes flying past. I was like, Christ, I thought he'd been dropped 10 K ago. Anyway, he whacks us. We just catch him on the line and pass him. And after I said, Mate, <laughs> what are you doing? Just Why don't you just commit to the team and give a few more turns and then get out of there? So, oh, oh, I was thinking of the Young Riders jersey. I could have taken the jersey there. I say, You fucker. So that is like not <laughs> what you want to do in a TTT. Uh, let sit on for 13K and whack your team in the final. But um, yeah, that's called doing a lawless.
1: Bless him. Doing a lawless, yeah. All right, mate. All well, right then, but well, yeah, I'm going to go for dinner and have um, a bowl of soup and a slice of fish. Like Sounds lush. I had a, I had a barbecue, mm-hmm. I did, mate. I yeah, a quality, deer. yeah. Banging it
0: was. Yeah. No, Seems- I did, it was a healthy barbecue. I only, yeah it was good it was good, good. alright well enjoy your soup enjoy your fish I'll see you well, I'll see you next week but
1: yeah I like them but nice one alright ta da boy in a bit ta da ciao ciao Ta-da. ciao ciao ta da i